There are some stories in Jewish history that are so bizarre, so fascinating, so completely wild that they feel straight out of a movie. Join hosts Yael Steiner and Jonathan Schwab for Season 3 of Jewish History Nerds, a new season of intrigue, mystical realms, and bloody battles. Jewish History Nerds will keep you on the edge of your seat as you learn all about some of the craziest and most amazing, yet largely unknown stories that fill Jewish history books. Jewish History Nerds Season 3, hosted by Yael Steiner and Jonathan Schwab, available wherever you listen listen to podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hey, y'all. We're rerunning two episodes today. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Eves. Welcome to this Day in History class a show that reveals a little bit more about history, day by day. The day was January 23, 1849. Elizabeth Blackwell, an English immigrant and former school teacher, became the first woman to get a medical degree from an American medical school. As a person who once said she hated, quote, bodies and everything about them, This was quite a reversal. But okay, the transformation wasn't as black and white as I'm making it seem. She had her reasons for becoming a doctor. Let's start from the beginning. In 1821, Elizabeth was born in Bristol, England, to Hannah Lane and Samuel Blackwell. And as it turns out, Elizabeth wasn't the only one in her family who was full of contradictions. Her family was Congregationalist, which is a Protestant faith. They were also super liberal, No, that's not the contradiction. Many Congregationalists held socially liberal views. The thing was, Elizabeth's family were abolitionists and slave owners. Yep, her father was a sugar refiner who used slaves for labor. But clearly the irony caught up with them. In 1832, after the sugar refinery burned down and Papa Blackwell felt the urge to really pursue anti-slavery efforts, Elizabeth, her parents, and her four sisters and four brothers packed up and left for the land of opportunity. And they really hit the ground running. They moved from New York to Jersey City to Cincinnati, all the while ramping up their abolitionist activities and getting buddy-buddy with big names in the movement, like William Lloyd Garrison. 
But their father died not long after they got to Ohio, leaving the family poor. Elizabeth and two of her sisters started a girls' school and expanded their activism to education access, while the oldest brother started working in the mayor's office. Just think about it. In early 19th century America, the literacy rate for women was way lower than men's. Girls and women had just started being accepted to public high schools and higher education institutions, and non-white girls and women were facing all sorts of discrimination and oppression when it came to education. So it makes sense that Elizabeth began advocating for women and girls' education, too. But years later, after a stint teaching in Kentucky, Elizabeth returned to Cincinnati with an urge to do something different. At first, she was pretty averse to studying medicine. A dying friend of hers was sure she would have suffered a lot less had her doctor been a woman. But even at the request of a dying friend, our girl Elizabeth said later in her autobiography that, quote, the very thought of dwelling on the physical structure of the body and its various ailments filled me with disgust. Fortunately, Elizabeth switched up her tune and decided that doctor life was for her. That's because, one, she wouldn't have to get married because being a doctor and being a wife were just two things that didn't work well together. Two, she believed that if more women were doctors, the world would be a better place. And three, she could help defy the stigma that female doctors were abortionists. There were just a few tiny, okay, big problems. Med school was for dudes, and they cost a ton of money. So while saving money through teaching jobs in North and South Carolina, she studied under a couple of doctors. After she moved to Philadelphia in 1847 and started applying to medical colleges, people reacted pretty much how you'd expect them to at a time when women weren't accepted in med school. They taunted her, rejected her, and told her she needed to go to Paris or at least pretend she was a man. Well, the joke was on them. Elizabeth finally received a pretty warm and welcoming letter of acceptance from Geneva Medical College in New York. So in November 1847, she headed to Geneva to start her studies. And when she got there, she found out that they thought her application was the joke. But her classmates and teachers treated her pretty well, even though the townsfolk in Geneva metaphorically held their breath when she walked by. But Elizabeth was resilient. After her first year at Geneva, she went back to Philadelphia where she worked with the poor and Irish immigrants. When she went back to New York for year two of her degree, she did her thesis on typhus. And in 1849, she became Dr. Elizabeth Blackwell. The rest of her years as a doctor were no walk in the park. She studied medicine and midwifery in London and Paris, but worked a lot. And her dreams of becoming a surgeon ended when she lost one of her eyes to an infection caused by gonorrhea. She got that infection while, you guessed it, working. And the idea of a woman doctor was so new and detested by many that she struggled to get patients. But it would be a lie to say her challenges and detractors got the upper hand. In 1857, she, her sister, Dr. Emily Blackwell, and another doctor opened the New York Infirmary for Women and Children. Later, she founded the Women's Central Association of Relief to train women to be nurses in the Civil War and eventually the infirmary opened a medical college. By the time she died in 1910, Dr. Blackwell's work for women in higher education and medicine far transcended her title as the first woman to get a medical degree in the United States. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can subscribe to This Day in History class on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Chandler Mays for all his production help. We'll be back with more history tomorrow.
There are some stories in Jewish history that are so bizarre, so fascinating, so completely wild that they feel like they're straight out of a movie, but they're all true stories. Join hosts Yael Steiner and Jonathan Schwab on Jewish History Nerds for a new season of intrigue, mystic realms, and bloody battles. In season three of these podcasts, you'll meet an ancient Arabian king who converted to Judaism in a struggle for power, a mysterious author who created amulets and performed Kabbalistic exorcisms, and a can't-miss story of a female Hasidic Rebbe whose story unfolds like a real-life Yentl to challenge societal norms. Jewish history nerds will keep you on the edge of your seat as you learn all about some of the craziest and most amazing yet largely unknown stories that fill Jewish history books. Find out what happened, how it happened, and why each story still matters today. Don't miss Jewish History Nerds Season 3, hosted by Yael Steiner and Jonathan Schwab. Find Jewish History Nerds wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human-moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hello, history lovers. I'm Eves, and you're listening to This Day in History Class, a show that uncovers history one day at a time. The day was January 23rd, 1556. A huge earthquake hit Shanxi province in northern China. 
It's believed to be the deadliest earthquake in recorded history. The earthquake struck Shanxi and the neighboring province of Shanxi early that morning. The pronunciations of those two provinces are very similar and have slight tonal differences, so I'm probably getting them wrong, but I'm gonna go with it. The earthquake is estimated to have been a magnitude 8 on the moment magnitude scale. It's not the strongest earthquake ever recorded, but it caused great destruction in the region. The area where it hit was heavily populated and buildings were not constructed with earthquakes in mind. The quake caused ground fissures, subsidence, and landslides. It destroyed mountains, caused flooding, and caused fires. Villages near the epicenter were completely destroyed. The disaster is believed to have reduced the population of Shanxi and Shanxi by around 60%. The epicenter of the earthquake is recorded as being in the Wei River Valley in Shanxi province, near the cities of Huaxian, Weinan, and Huayin. But damage was recorded as much as 300 miles or 500 kilometers away from the epicenter. In some places, crevices as deep as 60 feet were carved out of the earth. An estimated 830,000 people died in the disaster. That said, this number could be too high or too low. Monuments were also lost in the disaster. The small wild goose pagoda, built around 709, lost around six feet in height. Many of the artifacts in the Stile Forest in China were damaged or destroyed, including works from a collection called the Tong Stone Classics. The Tong Stone Classics are a group of Chinese works that were engraved on 114 stone tablets. Dozens of those tablets were broken in the earthquake. Aftershocks continued for half a year after the Shanxi earthquake. Many survivors were injured in the disaster or had no shelter. Many people in the region previously lived in Yaodongs, a type of earth shelter carved out of a hillside. Because the Yaodongs were made with soft, less soil, the people who lived in these homes were extremely vulnerable to having their homes collapse on them. Because many of those who died were killed by falling buildings, people began to think about what they could do to prevent such destruction from happening again. People considered the risk of earthquakes in construction and used materials like bamboo and wood rather than stone and buildings. And tips on how to act during an earthquake, like staying inside and crouching down, were recorded. The 1556 Shanxi earthquake is ranked as the third deadliest natural disaster ever, behind the 1931 China floods and the 1887 Yellow River flood. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you have any insight on an accent or a pronunciation spoken in the show today, you can feel free to send us a kind note on social media at TDIHCpodcast. Our email address is thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll be back tomorrow. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. 
It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.